Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got our full review of round 13 today, obviously Supercoach-wise, a round that we've been preparing for for a long time. And once again, this happens every year with this round, and it will with round 17, I believe it is too. Uh, I get a lot of messages about how ridiculous this round is and how they need to move origin. Look, I, I don't know what the answer is here. I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of you guys over the weekend, and you know, as soon as we moved to the end of the season, everyone said, this is shit, it's not origin. And this is what I sort of felt too, that it didn't really feel like an origin game. I thought it was going to be sensational. But to me, the end of last year, I'm not sure if that really worked, to be perfectly honest with you. A lot of people want them to be standalone games. I get that. There is that option. There's a lot that can be done here. I'm not sure what the answer is. As I always say to you guys, not to pretend, pretend like I have the answer to everything. So, not sure what the NRL has to do, but I just feel like it's not quite working. I feel like the majority of people aren't happy with how it is at the moment. Personally, I don't mind it because you get to see the depth of a couple of teams. Um... It is unfair for a lot of sides because they obviously give a lot more players to go and play rep footy. Uh, you get a you, you get a little advantage to the teams that happen to line up against those sides. But sometimes, you know, it's the teams that that get a, a, against these sides that are still full strength, that are down the bottom of the ladder. It doesn't really give them a, any advantage, you know, so it makes it really hard. Uh, I'm not sure what the answer is, as I said. But look, I did enjoy round 13 of footy, one game every night. I think it was good how they did that. We had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So there was footy on each and every day. I'd rather them do that than stack a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever it is. A lot of calls for some rep games we played this weekend, whether it's the women's state of origin, whether it's Samoa, Tonga, whatever it might be. Another option that I think would be fantastic to see but I just think the NRL they need to change what they're doing at the moment it isn't quite working I don't hate it personally uh, but I definitely think that it can be improved now round 13 we kicked off on Thursday night with the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Brisbane Broncos this is the game I tipped the Broncos to win Um, a very very disappointing game for the Brisbane Broncos obviously conceded a stack of points there, 52 points they conceded, which we all know, as history tells us, means that the Brisbane Broncos, they will not be winning the premiership this year. No shock to anyone there. Broncos still scored 24 points. I mean, a game with like 76 points in it, you don't very often see that. It's pretty much a point a minute. So, look, it was an exciting game of football to watch. Um, never really felt like 
The Dragons were going to lose this game, though, to be honest with you. Very early on, the Broncos, they they, they, they had a really good start, essentially through Albert Kelly. Uh, I thought he was great. I think he laid on the first two, and he might have scored a try himself. He was sensational, Albert Kelly. Um, I posted on Instagram at that time, talking about the ability that this guy has. Of course, the Dragons went on to blow him out of the park, so I gave Albert Kelly and the poor old Broncos the old uh, guru jinx there, unfortunately. But I thought he was really strong to start the game. Uh, the superstar of the night, though, was apparently the one player the Dragons don't want in their building anymore, Matt Dufty. He was incredible. Two tries, five try assists, four line break assists. I'm not sure what more this guy has to do because, to be honest with you, they honestly could have potentially lost this game without him. I know they, they scored 52. They won by 30. Without him, I honestly think they could have been in trouble. So Matt Dufty, feel very sorry for him, the situation he's in at the moment. One guy I'm very happy to see playing some good footy again is Jack Bird. He's obviously had a terrible injury run over the last few years. I said at the start of this season that I believe he has to move closer to the middle. I think he's wasted at centre. He's done well at centre, but now we're seeing him play in the back row, and I'm not sure if that's just because Tariq Sims isn't there. I'm not sure if it'll be a long-term thing, but I really hope it is because I think he looks fantastic there. Scored a good try the other night. Um, gave those lungs a good workout. I'll tell you that much, poor bastard. Look, look like me getting around on the uh, on the treadmill, but Jack Bird got there. Uh, a guy with just so much ability. It's not even funny. I love Jack Bird. You all know I'm a huge fan of him. A guy that... I've had in Supercoach for a couple of weeks. Finally produced the goods this week. That was good to see. Uh, Jack DeBellin, he returned in this game. Got a huge applause when he came on the field. Thought that was a very interesting take to watch. Um, he got caught out early. Albert Kelly uh, embarrassed him early, but then he really found his feet after that. Only played 26 minutes, so hard to get a good read on it. But I thought the role that he played through the middle, it was sensational. Obviously, you can see that this guy here has still been around their training for the last two, three years, however the hell long it's been. And uh, I think that's been to their de- detriment the last few years, but I think it will start to pay a little bit of dividends because he does play a fantastic link role in this team moving forward, Jack DeBell, and I think you'll see his minutes more and more improving. He'll probably be wearing the 13 jersey within four or five weeks for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. For the Broncos, poor old Jermaine Asako, far out. That was one of the tougher games to watch for me. I also VC'd him in my draft team, hoping for a bit of high-end potential as I obviously tipped the Broncos. Couldn't have been more wrong there, and Isako very, very disappointing. He's obviously been in the media a little bit leading up to the game, talking about his father, how he was ill last year. I believe he's since passed away. Uh, so Asako, you could see he was hyped up for that game. I think he was a little bit overhyped for it. Uh, really did struggle in a lot of areas. Eventually got hooked, which would have been really tough for him. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Teamless Tuesday tomorrow, whether they name Asako there or not. I mean, uh, for, for me, I'm not sure what they're going to do here. If they, if they drop Isako, I mean... Who's going to be their fullback then? I'm I'm not sure who you... Does Tessie New come in? Do you move David Mead there? I'm not sure how this one's going to play out, but I mean, the writing on the wall still says, though, where the hell is Reese Walsh? Yeah, for them to be dropping their fullback a month after they let Reese Walsh just walk out of the building, uh, the optics are terrible for the Broncos. It's the one thing that makes me think Isako, they might keep him there for a few more weeks, give him a chance to redeem himself because it is not a good look. If four weeks after you let Reese Walsh, who leaves the Broncos, who's been absolutely lighting up the NRL, you let him leave and then you drop the guy that you chose over him, it is a terrible look for the Broncos. So interesting to see how that one plays out. We mentioned Albert Kelly. He was brilliant. I thought Matty Lodge as well. A lot of rumors around for him, whether he's going to go to the Newcastle Knights or not. Apparently that has reached a bit of a stumbling block there. But I thought he was great, Matt Lodge. I think he had 20 runs the other night. He was very strong for the Broncos in a losing side. Dragons, uh, look... 
Got a lot of points there. I mean, conceded their fair share of points as well. 24 points there. Um, I'm not convinced on the Dragons yet. As I've always said to you guys, I'm less than convinced on them. Uh, but good to see that, you know, a heap of guys score some tries there. I think the entire back line scored a try except for Corey Norman there. I thought Ben Hunt was great as well. That try that he scored, that was the old Ben Hunt that we know and love. So good to see him back with a bit of confidence. Supercoach wise, Matt Dufty, uh, he was the star of the show there. I, uh, to be honest with you, a pretty low score considering two Two tries, five tries, this four line break assists, 156 super coach points. Not a bad score, don't get me wrong, but I thought he would have probably scored more than that, to be honest with you. Uh, we had Kerr with a fantastic game, 103. Jack Bird with a try, 93. Ben Hunt, 88. Jackson Ford, 51. Blake Laurie with a 51 as well. Cody Ramsey had another good game as well. He put up 44 points, and Jack DeBellin off the bench with a 30. Uh, for the Broncos, Albert Kelly top scored with 93. Rabati, 80. Nine Lodge 67, TPJ a 65, Isako a disappointing 16. And the young bloke that made his uh, debut on the wing, Cobbo, 25. He looked like a really strong footballer. Took a big hit early, but he looks like a kid of the future. A lot of potential there, as we obviously heard about in the lead-up to that game. Friday night footy. So the West Tigers taking on the Penrith Panthers. West Tigers essentially full strength minus Joe Offahengawi. The Penrith Panthers absolutely depleted. Essentially their whole spine except Dylan Edwards gone. Obviously Nathan Cleary, probably the form player in our competition, the best player in our competition right now. Jerome Luai, probably the form 5'8 in our competition right now as well. So losing those two with Abby Curacao, uh, with Kurt Kate, well, you know, a heap of just superstars in that side there that were missing. So a tough gig for the Penrith Panthers on top of that. Have to go to Leichhardt Oval. Uh, very, very tough conditions there for them. Uh, look, the Tigers, they led 10-0 at halftime. I thought uh, I thought Garner, he was unreal. He's a guy that's really starting to impress me. I never really thought he was that much chopped, to be honest with you. But the last few weeks, I think he has been really impressive. I think Sean Bloor coming back into this side has put a bit, bit of pressure on Garner. He wants to hold on to that spot, so he's been playing really well. I thought Luke Brooks was unbelievable. He's been playing really good footy lately. His running game has been sensational. Really good to see Brooksy playing some good footy. I'm still not convinced if the best move for him is to stay at the West Tigers, uh, but maybe I'm being a little bit stubborn based on my preseason predictions, but I just... You know, as well as he's been playing, I don't think the Tigers have been overly impressive still. Um, I thought Luciano Leilua with a strong game as well. He looked good. Obviously scored a try for them. Well, a penalty try. Ball got knocked out of his hands. Just doing hard work there. Dane Laurie, he was brilliant as well. His defense, he saved a couple of tries at the Penrith Panthers, in my opinion, as well. So he was really strong. And look, 10-0 at halftime. Um, you know, the reality is for the West Tigers, and I know a lot of people have got really upset this weekend, especially West Tigers fans, had a lot that have messaged me about the way that Panthers and other fans are just saying, oh, well, it was a depleted Penrith side. Look, with all due respect, it was a depleted Penrith side. I know you can only play what's in front of you, but I really don't think you played them overly well, to be honest with you. you re- it took you a long time to really shut the Penrith Panthers out of this side, and I thought the Panthers were really clunky. They were a lot worse than what I was expecting. Just based on the system we've seen over the last 18 months, I thought this Penrith side was going to be a lot better. I tipped them to win. Um, obviously, the West Tigers are about 275, so everyone after that was saying, oh, what a bargain that was, blah, blah, blah. I really did think the Penrith Panthers would still go there and do a number on them. I thought, you know, it was 10-0 at halftime. Uh, they came out, and the West Tigers, they couldn't have started that second half worse. I mean, they look like a football team that was nervous. And for me, if you're nervous when you're up 10-0 against a depleted side at Leichhardt Oval, I mean, there are some danger signs there for me. And look... 
six to six, 20 point victory. Uh, probably should have won by more, to be honest with you, but that is what it is. I think also, I mean, the reality is they scored two tries off rebounds. Uh, you obviously had Jacob Little. He, he, he got lucky, a ball bounced into his arms. He went the length of the field, which was fantastic. Jeez, he's got some toe on him, Jacob Little. I was very impressed with that run. Did not see that coming. That was one of their tries. Then Luciano Lelua, uh, he scored a try in the 64th minute that sort of buried the Panthers. Um, and look, I mean, off a rebound there. I know they're trying to do it on purpose. I get that. But still, once again, a little bit lucky. Yeah, the ball was slapped back down. It landed in this guy's arms. It was knocked out. They got the penalty try out of it. A little bit controversial. The West Tigers, look, don't get me wrong, they were the better team, but I really don't think they were fantastic. I had West Tigers fans messaging me saying this was a fantastic win, unbelievable win. The Panthers are just sooks. And look, I don't... I, I can't agree with you. I'm sorry. I really don't think they were overly impressive. A good win against the side they were playing, but I really don't think the West Tigers were overly impressive. Uh, there was a bit of carry-on going on in this game. One thing I did love was the West Tigers bringing Stephen Crichton into their celebrations. I thought that was great. This is a guy that was doing it a couple of weeks ago. And to Stephen Crichton's credit, took it really well. Yeah, if you're going to do that sort of stuff, you've got to expect to get it back at some point. He did. He handled it really, really well. The thing I wasn't overly keen on, End of the game, West Tigers, David Nofaluma standing over Charlie Staines when he made a break and he angle-tapped him. I just thought that was a little bit over the top, just a bit of bullshit, to be honest with you. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this is set up for round 24. This is going to be a blockbuster. And the West Tigers, they're pulling them into celebrations. They're standing over them, carrying on a little bit, which is completely fine. Put as much GST as you want on games of football, but you've got to be ready to back it up. And in round 24, this Penrith side and Ivan Cleary, they are going to be ramped up and ready to go in this game. If they are going to rest players, it'll probably be the week after in round 25. So this will be their last hurrah before the finals, going up against the West Tigers. I hope the West Tigers back it up because I guarantee you the Penrith Panthers, this team, they're going to remember this game. Ivan Cleary, he's not going to forget all the shitty cop from the West Tigers crowd, same as Nathan Cleary as well. So round 24, it might be one of the more irrelevant games of the season as far as position and ladder-wise and everything, but good God, this is going to be a fiery clash. It is going to be very, very interesting to see how that one plays out. Cannot wait to see that. Uh, Supercoach-wise... Top scorer for the West Tigers was Alex Twole, 77, played extended minutes there, was very, very impressive. Jacob Little with a 75. Big Stefano scored a try at the end, scored 71 points. Luke Brooks, 69. Dane Laurie, 54 with a try. Luke Garner, 53. Adam Dwayne, 43. David Nofaluma, 28. And Sean Bloor, pretty disappointing, 26. Was hoping more from him in this game. For the Penrith Panthers, Matty Burton scored a try. His top score for them was 65 points. James Fisher-Harris on 59. Viliami Kikau, 49. Tyrone May, 49. Dylan Edwards, a disappointing 38. Uh, Lee New, 38. Charlie Staines found some points, went up to 26. And... A guy that a lot of people had on their bench, Tago, he obviously came off the bench in this game, scored 15 points there for the Penrith Panthers. Super Saturday in round 13 featured only the one game we had the Melbourne Storm and the Gold Coast Titans. The Storm won this one 20-14, a real thriller at the end of the game there, but another one of those games where I just never felt like the Melbourne Storm they were going to fall out of touch of this game. And look, the Melbourne Storm, as I said at the start of the week in my preview, this was going to be a big week for the systems, and the system that is the Melbourne Storm, they march on once again, missing an absolute heap of troops. They get the job done. Titans, I understand, missing some of their very best players, no doubt about it, especially through their 
their forward pack and their fullback, AJ Brimson. But Melbourne Storm, I mean, you can't even compare to the guys they're missing. And the guys that come up, this is just the Craig Bellamy way. You fill that jersey, you do a job, and they've been doing this for years. I thought the star of the show was Brandon Smith, the cheese. Uh, unbelievable. 69 minutes, one try, 95 metres, uh, one try assist, a line break assist, a line break himself. On top of that, 36 tackles. A really, really good effort by Brandon Smith. Crazy to think he's still not the best hooker at this club. It's unbelievable. He said the other day that apparently he is going to stay in Melbourne. I'll tell you what, there should be about eight NRL clubs out there that should be devastated by this news. A couple of teams that were desperate to have him and a couple of teams that are contending for a premiership this year and next year that still have to contend with this guy coming off the bench or starting in the nine and then going to Jersey 13. It's scary to think, as impressive as he was the other night, it really is in the 13 role where I think he's unbelievably played a lot of hooker the other night. But once he gets back to 13, this guy, what he's doing at the moment, he is going to blow them away. Nico Hines, another really solid performance. He threw potentially the ball of the season on the weekend. If you haven't seen it, go back and have a look. It is a fantastic tunnel ball that he throws out to his, his, his winger, George Jennings. It is unbelievable. You see Remus Smith, he runs the front line and he gets it. He looks at his back rower, throws it between the two of them, just perfect head over head pass, head over toe, sorry. And it just, it is such a perfect ball for that moment. It's incredible. So Nico Hines, the Cronulla Sharks have signed him. It's going to be a massive signing. Really excited to see how he goes in the future because he's taken the opportunity exactly like we said that he would and he's absolutely blown it out of the park. So very exciting. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. For Nico Hines, I thought Dale Finucane and Tui Kamakamika through the middle, they were massive for the Melbourne Storm. Finucane, he looked like he'd gone 15 rounds with Mike Tyson at the end of this game. I'm sure you saw all the memes on Instagram. That was just ridiculous. Tui Kamakamika, a guy that I think is going to be critical at the back end of this season. He's playing really good footy at the moment, looking really damaging. Really excited to see how he goes once he gets Harry Grant back into this squad full side. They're going to cause some serious havoc. Uh, Remus Smith, he obviously got Simbin in this game. He looks set to miss two weeks of footy. Same as Nelson Asafa Solomona, who was put on report twice in this game. He got away with a fine for one of his charges, but looks like he will miss two weeks as well. So life doesn't get much easier for the Melbourne Storm. More guys will be missing. Thought for the Titans, Philip Sammy, he was unreal. Uh, 200 odd metres there. He, he unfortunately had a, had a moment where he could have won a game for them at the back end. It was a really tough pass to throw, but he has got to be better than that. It was well and truly out front of his support man so a disappointing finish for Philip Sammy I thought he was strong the other centre Patrick Herbert he was unreal a guy that I think I've underrated for far too long he is a really talented little footballer Paddy Herbert scored a really good try there Tyron Peachy played 50 minutes off the bench I just I can't fathom how this guy isn't playing more minutes I cannot fathom how he isn't playing more minutes in a game where they've got this many forwards out and this many guys missing it just blows me away especially when you lose AJ Brimson for feeder I mean these are these are your extra guys. These are the guys that you're 
where, where your points come from. I can't believe Peachy wasn't on the field for more. When he was on the field, he was unreal. Jared Wallace, I thought he had a great game too up front. He was sensational. Obviously, the forgotten man in Queensland State of Origin at the moment. So I thought it was a really good performance for him. Up against a really tough pack in the Melbourne Storm. So well done to Jared Wallace. Probably the star of the show, though, for the Gold Coast Titans was their debutant. Uh, young Campbell. Uh, he was sensational. Jaden Campbell, obviously the son of Preston Campbell. I thought he was really good on and off the ball. Uh He's obviously a little bit taller than what Preston was, which, you know, that isn't a, a very big flex there. But he's a lot taller. He's got a very different body shape. But the way that he moves, it is very Preston-like. The way that he holds the ball, the way that he passes, it is all very Preston Campbell. The thing that stood out for me, though, was his defense. A couple of times, there was a moment where Nico Hines went through, and he absolutely leveled Nico Hines. This is a kid... He's not going to be stuck in anyone's shadow. He's going to be his own footballer. Very, very exciting. He's got a lot of weight to put on over the next few years. He's still got to grow into his body. But he's a kid that has shown huge potential already, Campbell. Very, very excited to see how his career goes. Brilliant with the ball. Probably even better without it. So very, very exciting for him. Supercoach-wise, the top scorer here was Brandon Smith with a 74. Probably a little bit low, all things considered. I thought he probably played better than a 74. Nico Hines, 73. Hughes, 63. Jennings, 52. Remus Smith got a 37 with a sin bidding, so a pretty good knock there. And Lewis, a guy that a lot of people have been talking about the last few weeks with a 20 there. For the Gold Coast Titans, Jared Wallace top scored 82. Marcio, 82. This is a guy we've been waiting to see for a long, long time. I feel like I've been talking about this guy for three or four years now. So good to see him finally in first grade with a different name to what we were originally preparing for. But uh, scored a try there. Didn't disappoint with 82 super coach points. Paddy Herbert with a 77. Tyrone Peachy, 59. Brian Kelly, disappointing, 43 with a try. Uh, 43 without a try, you could cop that but 43 with a try, a little bit disappointing. Uh, Campbell scored 48, as I said, very impressive. And Philip Sami with a 42. Sunday afternoon, 40, we had the Parramatta Eels taking on the Newcastle Knights. A big day for the Newcastle Knights, Old Boys Day, celebrating the 20th anniversary of their 2001 Premiership victory. An unbelievable night there. Obviously, defeating the Parramatta Eels that night. Uh, the Red Hot 2001 Eels, what a side. Uh, obviously, a special occasion as well. Matty Johns, he obviously wasn't there. He had Fox Sports commitments. Also wasn't part of the 2001 side, but his son, Jack, who uh, was came through at New, Newcastle, I believe, went down to South Sydney for two years, has returned to the Knights now. He be, they become the first father-son combo to represent the Newcastle Knights. So a very, very special moment there. Unfortunately party was spoiled by these red-hot eels. 40-4 uh, to four over the Newcastle Knights. Very, very disappointing. Uh, I thought Watson and Clifford, these were the only two that really looked dangerous for Newcastle. Kurt Mann, very, very patchy. He looks like his confidence is absolutely shot at the moment. Kurt Mann, unfortunately, not the footballer that we were seeing last year who was really lighting it up for Newcastle. Obviously missing a lot of troops, Pong up Pierce, Clemmer, Saifiti, but Far out, it was disappointing on Old Boys Day to see them concede 40 points. I mean, regardless of injuries, you can still show a jersey. You can still defend your ass off. And I just feel like the Newcastle Knights, um, they just didn't show up the other day. Extremely disappointing. Uh, not a huge shock, though, to be honest with you. We've been saying for, feels like two months now, that this team is in serious Barney rubble. They need to get players back. ASAP or they are in big time trouble. I'll tell you what, wouldn't they have done some weird shit to get a buy on the weekend? For them to do that when it's old boys round and everything devastating for the club with the amount of guys they've got out, 
they would have been desperate to have a bye that week. We're hearing now that Ponga and Pierce they're probably going to return in round 15, so they've got to get through next week. Then they will hopefully start to get these boys back. Then they'll lose Ponga to Origin once again as well. So uh, it's going to be a tough few months for the Newcastle Knights. I'm not sure uh, if it's going to get better before it gets worse, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, for the Parramatta Eels, uh, just a really good team performance here. I thought the left edge of Wonga Blake and Micah Sivo was unbelievable. I'm in a few Parramatta Eels for forums that I keep an eye on. They're obviously a very vocal bunch. And gee whiz, Wonga Blake has been getting absolutely bashed online the last few weeks. And I understand that he can frustrate people, but good God, I think he's a better athlete than he is a footballer, and he showed that the other day. He is just so hard to handle. So many tackle breaks when you get him early ball and he's got space. Bit of a flat track bully, I understand that, but Edge was looking unreal. Clint Gutherson had a fantastic game. Sivo was unreal as well. Ryan Madison out on the right edge. He was fantastic. Reed Marnie was sensational through the middle until he got injured. That's going to test their depth. You'll probably see Will Smith come in there or one of the Lussick boys. Uh, I thought Mitch and Dylan, they were really controlled. The halves are really good. Mitch obviously got an early shower uh, along with Isaiah Papali'i, another strong performance by him. Uh, but I thought Mitch and Dylan, they were really good through the middle. I, I thought they controlled this side well uh, and they, they didn't try and overplay their hand in this performance. It was a team they were all over, but they stuck to their structures and they just got to their shape, which I thought was very impressive. The old Mitch Moses, you could have got anything the other day, and he probably would have scored 300 in Supercoach or whatever, but I was really excited to see him just stick to their structures, get to their points of the field they want to get to and lay their plays on. Sean Lane off the bench too, very strong, along with Bryce Cartwright, very impressive as well. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, this is what the Eels do. When they come up against a flat track, they can do anything. It's the big test in August, in September, where we want to see the Parramatta Eels stand up. So this is a side they'll just be treading water for the next two or three months, waiting for finals to come around. And hopefully, when they do get there, we've turned the corner and we can see a really good performance out of the Parramatta Eels come the business end. Supercoach-wise from this game, Micah Sivo, 124 top score. Clint Gutherson, a lot of people skipper this weekend, a guy that I brought in and captain for a good super coach score, scored 121. Very impressive. Wonga Blake, 106. Ryan Madison, 95. Reed Marnie, 73. Isaiah Papali'i, he got an early shower for 48 points there. For the Newcastle Knights, top scorer was Kurt Mann, 62 points. Uh, Fitzgibbon, 57. Connor Watson, 51. Braley, 46. Barnett, 43. And Bradman Best with an extremely disappointing 16 points there. Uh, that sums up our round 13 review. A cracking round of footy. Uh, I didn't do too well on my chipping. I think I went two from four. I got the last two games, missed the first two, went for upsets there. Uh, pretty just actually didn't go an upset in the Panthers game, went the favorite, and the Tigers got up there. Interesting round of footy, as I said at the start. Not sure what we do with these buy rounds and whatnot. But next week, we're back into normal footy. Obviously, Origin is on Wednesday night, so stay tuned. We're going to have plenty of podcasts leading into State of Origin. That's going to be very, very exciting. If you haven't listened already, go back to morning, which I a podcast with Clarky talking about our best Canberra Raiders side from the NRL era. It is an absolute cracker, a really hard side to pick from, um, and a lot of grey areas in that team too, so worth a listen. Origin Week, it's going to be sensational. Stay tuned, we'll have our Round 14 preview coming later in the week. It's obviously going to be a tough week seeing which guys back up from Origin, which guys don't. I have no doubt there's going to be injuries, there's going to be suspensions, so strap yourself in. It is going to be a whirlwind over the next five or six weeks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 